everyone. Welcome to Trust the Trail. We're your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci. And Scott Jans. This is episode 149, The Legend. On this episode, we talk to longtime backpacker and friend, Brian DeLay. With over 12,000 miles underfoot and 30 years of backpacking experience, Brian shares some valuable insights on gear and gives advice for new backpackers with some rather humorous antidotes. Get talking about this topic. Join in on this discussion on the Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and come hang out with us. Be part of our community. And in cooperation with the Podcast Association and the CDC, we would like to share a public service announcement to stop the spread of COVID-19. COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Information about children with this disease is limited, but they are known to have had mild symptoms. Many organizations are responding accordingly depending upon their area. It's best to stay home and away from others, especially when sick and continue following healthy hand wash guidelines, covering mouth and nose and not touching your face or high-touch surfaces. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces regularly, and for more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. Well, we have a great guest. Brian DeLay is not only a friend of ours, but he has been, um, I, I would say, one one of many mentors I've had and you've had in our backpacking career. The man has 30 years of backpacking experience and uh, he he knows probably more about the back roads in the southeast in the Appalachians uh, than anybody I've ever known. Well, I will say this. Brian knows more about backpacking in his little tiny pinky finger <laughs> than most of your celebrity YouTubes that preach backpacking, that want you to do the clickbait gear that, you know, have hundreds of thousands of subscribers know in their whole body. So Brian is definitely one of those people that um, if I want to talk to about gear or backpacking, I just call, I just give him a call and uh, we'll talk each other's ear off. So the one thing too about Brian that I really truly love is that if I call him up and say, Hey, have you ever done this trail? He has a file on it. <laughs> so, which, so he, which is just here. He, he goes, he, He's like, Well, Scott, I think I got a file and I have a map and I have a how to get there. And in, I'll tell you where all the water supply is. And I mean, it, he's a wealth of information. And Scott uh, Jans, the lazy him. preparer. <laughs> well, <laughs> well. No, that's all part of planning and preparing. You call somebody who's done it before. So uh, absolutely for sure. So Brian's going to be our guest. Enjoy the podcast because he is just a, a very soothing person to uh, talk to. In our minds, he is the legend. Um, and uh, he'll always be the legend to us. Uh, and 30 plus years of backpacking. The man is still going out uh, almost every weekend. And uh, him and I have been on some great adventures together, uh, just all kinds of uh, fun and mayhem and wetness and suckness and cold rain, snow. You've Brian and I have done it, and uh, I've enjoyed backpacking with him uh, for all these years. And uh, he is definitely, definitely the legend. 
So Brian, thank you so much for coming into the Trust the Trail podcast. It's been a long time. I'm really, we have been looking forward to getting you on this podcast forever. And we really appreciate you finally uh, getting on despite all the technical issues we had trying to get uh, Zoom to, to work. Um, but tell us, tell us a little bit about, you know, your, your backpacking career, because as far as Ariane and I go, you're kind of like the legend. And so just tell us about like how you got started and how long you've been backpacking. Well, first, Scott, I want to say thank you for inviting me onto this podcast. You know, I started backpacking when I was 12 years old, when I joined the Boy Scouts. And uh, I'm 67 now, so what's that, 55 <laughs> years of backpacking? So, but, you know, I, I really didn't become an avid backpacker until the late 1980s. But uh, since then... I have just really been backpacking a lot. In fact, I've backpacked almost 12,000 miles in 23 different states during that time frame. And I've been mostly retired since 2011. And since then, I've been backpacking about 75 to 100 nights a year. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's the dream. One of the things, one of the things that amazes me about you, Brian, is that when you and I used to plan trips and, you know, we were, we were scouting out some areas to go. I mean, not only do you know most of the trails in the Southeast, like the back of your hand, you know, the forest roads, like the back of your hand, which amazes me even still. How you, do you think you've done almost every trail in the Southeast? No, I've not done every trail. Uh, you know, I, I've done um, most of the trails within three hours of Knoxville. You know, I, I finished backpacking all 900 miles of trails in the Smoky Mountains in 1997. And then I decided to tackle some of the local wilderness areas. So since then, I've backpacked all the trails in Cahutta, Big Frog, Little Frog, Sitico Creek, Joyce Kilmer, Shining Rock Wilderness, uh, most of the stuff in Mount Rogers High Country, and I would say probably 60, 65% of the trails in Big South Fork. You know, I live in Knoxville, so it's just, you know, it's so convenient. You know, there's so much to do within three hours away. So most of the trailheads and trails within this area, I'm, I'm very familiar with. So, Brian, do you take an area that you're interested in doing the trail system and do it, like focus on that area until, until you're done with the trail system and then move on? Or do you jump around depending on whatever factors there may be? Well, when I, when I was doing all these trails in the Smokies and the wilderness, I'm mostly, wilderness, wildernesses, I'm mostly focused on those wilderness. I would do some other trips, of course. But my primary focus at that time was to, to complete all the trails within a given area. So um, for those who have heard our podcast before and we share little tidbits, stories here and there, um, Brian was part of the elite group that night that we went into the Joyce Kilmer wilderness area and a Black Hawk helicopter came to visit us <laughs> in the middle of the night. And 
Um, a lot of people say, no way, that didn't happen. But Brian, you are here to tell us that that actually did happen to all of us yeah, that night. It actually, it actually did happen. It was so bizarre. I mean, they kept circling around the bald. And I think at one point in time, they, they must have gotten within 100 feet of the ground and just kind of hovered there, shining their lights down on us. We were waving at them like, you know, what the hell's going on? So. <laughs> And then at that moment, that's when Ariane reveals her dream about like, yeah, I had a dream about a helicopter coming down and everyone being killed. And that was like. <laughs> at that point, did you want to run for, for shelter? <laughs> I, have no, I, I have yet to live that one down. Yeah, I, I never had a sense of wanting to run. But I just couldn't figure out what in the world they were doing. I mean, uh, it was so crazy. Then, you know, later I think you found out that there was, somebody missing and they were looking for them so. yeah they were uh, they were on an actual search and rescue and they were looking for a four-wheeler that had dialed 911 and, and gotten lost but uh so and and for those who uh also uh brian was the first person to get uh this old man into tarp tenting and um brian when I, I will never forget the time that you said, come on, I think was, I, was that our first backpacking trip together to Big South Fork? Was that the first one we had ever done? I, I can't remember, but uh, it was the one where you, you said, don't bring your tent, just bring that tarp. And we rigged the tarp um, outside uh, in the parking lot. And that was my first night ever tarp tenting. And that was, that was right. That was the, our first trip to Big South Fork. That's exactly right. So. And it got down to 15 degrees that night. I think I hated you in the morning time. <laughs> <laughs> but you survived. Uh, but I survived. That's right. And, and that was a good lesson learned. <laughs> I survived. And I, and I think that was also the morning we had a light to light a fire and get our um, platies unfrozen. I think our hoses froze <laughs> that night too, if oh, I remember. And so how long have you been, how long have you been sleeping under the tarp, Brian? You know, Johnny Malloy, who we can talk about a little bit, uh, convinced me to start using tarps and, um, I started in 1998, and I have slept over a thousand nights under a tarp. So. And, and but, but no one's counting. <laughs> <laughs> no one's counting. <laughs> There's definitely no counting there. You, you, Scott speaks so highly of gaining the experience that you had taught him um, to to brave a tarp in a, in a similar fashion to how he convinced me to brave the tarp. It seems to be something that has passed through um, the hands of all of us here. And it all started, it sounds like, with Johnny Malloy. Yeah, well, that's correct. From my perspective, it certainly <laughs> did. So, uh, Johnny, is a, uh, he, Johnny is an outdoor writer with about 70 books published. He uh, used to live in Johnson City, Tennessee. Or excuse me, used to live in Knoxville. Now he lives in Johnson City, Tennessee. Johnny and I have done just a lot of backpacking together. In fact, we've backpacked in 16 different states together. And, so. in, in, yeah, so Johnny, uh, for those who, do, who don't know, who doesn't know Johnny Malloy, he is an outdoor guide author. He's written a, a ton of guidebooks. And he, I think he was one of the first ones to ride um, on the Mount Rogers recreation area and actually mark uh, yeah. all the trails out there. So, um, and that's his, 
what a what a what a terrible full time job Johnny has is to go outdoors and hike. That's terrible. We all feel bad for him. Um, outside of outside of tarp tenting, uh, what would you say the impact you know Johnny had specifically on your outdoor adventure? Like how you look at things. You know, I, I was already pretty heavily backpacking when I met Johnny in the early nineties. Uh, but you know, it's, it's amazing. He's taught me all kind of little tricks that I never would have, you know, realized myself just because he backpacks 175 nights to 200 nights a year. And, and he has since the early 1990s. So the wisdom he's gained is just, you know, it's just amazing. So he's always giving you little tips that are, that are very helpful. So I, I remember, uh, I remember backpacking with you in big South Fork, um, and the wealth of knowledge that you introduced me to as well was, it, it's just, it's, un, it's unbelievable. <laughs> this perspective I have of you, I, it, it was, you kind of the type of person who just gets up and go. It's like, you don't even, you don't even think about, you don't even think about your, I'm sure you put a lot of planning and effort into your trips, but you know, you're kind of viewed as somebody in my mind who has just, just gets up, grabs the backpacks and walks out the door for the, for the adventure is how much planning do you actually put into these trips? Or is it more of like at this point in, in your backpacking adventure, is it more like you have that backpack ready and you just walk out the door and go like I envision. Well, I, you know, I, I keep a lot of things in my backpack, uh, on a regular basis but you know it doesn't take me very long to pack up I mean you know I guess food as much as anything uh, where I'm going to go depends on how much preparation I put into it you know if I'm just going locally often I don't even know where I'm going until the morning I get ready to leave it's just like you know I've done everything there is to do around here so I wake up it's like okay what am I in the mood to do today so and how far do I want to drive then I just pick something and do it you know but now if I were going somewhere that I'm unfamiliar with or uh, maybe I've only done once or twice, then of course I would put uh, substantially more planning into looking at maps, planning a, wrap, a route, looking at the topo, those kind of things, and, uh, and where water might be. You know, I'm not one that likes to particularly carry a lot of water right. with me, so I'd always want to kind of research where the water sources are. So. So what, how do you think in, in, in all the years you've been backpacking and, and if I, if I recall, you were one of the first, um, gear ambass ambassadors for Grossmere. Is that correct? For, for Gore-Tex, I was Gore-Tex had this program called mountain Tex, and we tested Gore-Tex products. And initially there were eight of them and they, you know, they loaded us up with like $2,000 with the Gore-Tex equipment and, uh, we would go out and test it. Then they would send us prototypes, all this stuff. We would test the stuff, do all these surveys and send it in. And then they, they kind of disbanded that program for a while. So. And how much do you think gear has, I mean, obviously gear has changed, obviously, but um, it seems like really in the last, I'd say 15 years, gear has really completely gotten high tech now. And, and you can do so much more with so much, uh, I don't say less gear, but certainly lightweight gear. 
Oh yeah, it, it's amazing. Even you know, even more specifically in the last ten years, it's amazing what has happened. I mean, you know, I've got a, a Dana Designs Terraplane pack that weighs seven and a half pounds, and you know, it would carry a hundred pounds comfortably if you could carry that much. But now I'm using the Z packs that weighs twenty six ounces. So, right. It's, just <laughs> it's a big difference. Yeah, a big difference. The way that weight has changed, absolutely amazing. So. Do you do you think you morphed with the times as gear got lighter, or did you, you know, backpacking as extensively as you did for such a long time? It, did it take you a while to kind of get into more lightweight gear? I. I kind of morphed into it although maybe maybe you know the, the big three they call they call it you know pack sleep system and shelter I, I kind of jumped into that early on of course with the tarp I was already pretty light but right I, I got a lighter backpack initially and a lighter sleep system so I, I kind of got into that pretty rapidly but after that uh, you know you go you get into counting ounces you can lose pounds in those first three but after that, you know, you get into counting ounces, and, and that kind of morphed over time. I'm not an ultra-lightweight backpacker. That definition is a base weight of 10 pounds. I probably could be, but there's just a few things I'm not willing to give up that kind of puts me out of that range. <laughs> right. what, is, what is your comfort uh, that, you, that you penalize in that weight? Oh, I like to take a Kindle that I like to read. That's seven and a half ounces. And I like to take a little larger ridge pad, ridge rest, something other than a butt pad that I can lean up against a rock or a log and be a little more comfortable. And, you know, if I were, if I were doing really big miles out trying to do this 20, 25, 30 miles a day, you know, I might be more focused on it and be willing to give up some things. But I enjoy time at camp. Yeah. Uh, you know, I enjoy taking my time in the mornings. I enjoy, you know, time at camp in the evenings. To me, that's as much a part of backpacking as these big through hikes and doing all the big miles. I, you know, to me, backpacking is more than just walking, eating, and sleeping. And some of these people that are out doing 30 miles a day, that's all they're doing is walking, eating, and sleeping. And there's just, to me, there's just more to it than that. Well, you have definitely instilled that thought process in Scott because he loves lurking at camp. <laughs> Sometimes I can't get him on the trail again. <laughs> so I blame you for that one. Uh, what would you say has What would you say has been your favorite go-to gear or favorite piece of gear that perhaps maybe is outdated now that you just you just fell in love and it just meshed with you. Uh, that's outdated. I, you know, most of the equipment I have is, is relatively new, although I think, you know, I'm still carrying uh, a ridge rest. In the winter, I'll carry a, a full, you know, 20 by 72 inch ridge rest in the winter. But if, uh, you know, spring, summer, and fall, I'll, I'll just, I've got an old ridge rest that I cut off and I, you know, so I think it's maybe 20 by 60 inches or maybe a little less than that. So, you know, that closed cell foam, I, I think that's probably one of the original pieces of equipment that, I, that I'm still carrying. Everything else is, is relatively new. You know, I've got 
I'm carrying a lightened equipment quilts. I've got two of them. Uh, you know, titanium pots. Um, well, I'll tell you, I do have a titanium alcohol stove, the Vargo alcohol stove that I've been using for at least 15 years. It's just virtually indestructible, and I haven't seen any reason to give it up or change stove systems to date. So. I, I, I still use that white box. I never get rid of it. It's, uh, it's I mean, that thing... I think if a truck ran over it, I could still use it as a <laughs> as a stove. It's it that thing's dirty. It doesn't. You can't even see the titanium in it anymore. It's just burnt black, and um, I love it. I mean, it, it's it is definitely go to gear. So, so with all you know, like all these, you know, they new backpackers, new people, they're getting into backpacking, and uh, or people that want to go out and 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 spend some time out in the wilderness. Um, you know, we talk about gear, it's gear, 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 but really and truly, um, you don't really need to, you don't really need to have a lot of gear to go out and, you know, spend some time in the wilderness. What, if you could give advice to a new backpacker and you told them, hey, just go out, like what, what would be some of your advice and what they should be looking for? Well, I think first I would recommend, uh, to anybody who wants to explore backpacking to make sure you like it before you go spend a fortune. I mean, there's any number of ways that you can buy some cheap backpacking equipment, even some Walmart stuff, and, and just go out and, uh, and see if you really like it. I would recommend that the first thing you do is pick an easy trail. If you're not in good shape, pick a trail that's not too difficult, not too steep, and certainly make sure the weather is going to be nice. I mean, this just would be foolish to go out and backpack in the rain for a couple of days, your first trip. I mean, I, I'm kind of of the opinion you need to fall in love with backpacking before you try to go out and kill yourself. <laughs> and, you know, but, uh, but, it's, a, you know, it's a pretty valid opinion. I like it. I can get behind it. <laughs> but but once you decide that it's something that you like and it's something that you really want to do, then look at investing in better, more expensive equipment. Because really gear is a lifestyle choice. I mean, you know, every, everyone has their own types of gear and pieces of gear that it just works for them. It may not work for somebody else, but it works for them. And that's that's the most important thing. Oh, that, there's no question about it, and, and I, I don't at all believe that that tarps are for everyone. I think you know the vast majority of people would prefer a tent fully enclosed, and I certainly get that. So, and there's different, definitely different techniques for backpacking, and a lot of it, you, you're going to be watching other people's techniques, and you're going to be developing your own technique over a period of time. I think the first time I really dug the tarp, and it certainly wasn't the first night you and I went out when you made me freeze under the tarp. But I think what where where I really embraced the tarp was um, not that long after uh, our trip. We I was in a sleet kind of sleet rain snowstorm, and um, you know couldn't get out, couldn't get out of the tarp. It was it was sleeting and cold, and I was making coffee under the tarp and. Everyone had popped their heads out of their tent looking at me like, you know, how dare you be able to make coffee underneath your tarp? And I could just sit back and laugh at everybody. <laughs> and I think after that, I don't think I ever slept in a tent again. 
Well, you know, uh, particularly in the South where it can just rain for hours on the end, you know, you're carrying a lightweight backpacking tent and you get to camp and now you're stuck in 35 square feet for four or five hours or for the rest of the night, you know. First, a tarp, one, you've got more room. Yeah, sure, there's a little splash factor, but, you know, you get accustomed to that. That's really not a big deal. But yet you can still see out. I mean, you're mostly protected. You can still see nature all around you. You can see the, the rain and the storm happening all around you. You're not fully enclosed in some little small tent. And, you know, if you think that, that, that the fabric of that tent is going to protect you from some animal, I would think again. <laughs> <laughs> from experience. <laughs> right. but, is there... Uh, go ahead. If, I was going to ask if, if there's... Um, was there ever a time where the tarp did not work for you? Uh, you know, I've been in some pretty nasty storms, and, and I and I mostly stay dry but I, I can think of one time that it that it did not work and I was sleeping under at that time a really small tarp an eight by ten tarp and Johnny Malloy and I were doing a trip on the AT outside of Greenville Tennessee and we kind of camped in this really small campsite and the weather forecast was like a hundred percent chance of rain that day never rain at all while we were backpacking we get to camp it didn't rain so I set up my tarp and I managed to set up my tarp in an area that pooled in water. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I woke up in the middle of the night and, there, and I thought, man, I feel like water splashing on my face. I just took my rain jacket and pulled it over my head, you know. <laughs> then I woke up a little bit later and I thought, man, it feels like there's water or something on my tarp or on my sleeping bag. I woke up and I looked around and... I am laying in a pool of water, <laughs> the water splashing on my sleeping bag. And I drive, at that time I, I was sleeping on a Neo air pad, so I'm two and a half inches off the <laughs> ground. The water's only about an inch deep. So, you know, and it's still just downpouring outside. And I thought, well, everything I've got is soaking wet except for me. So I'm just going to go back to sleep. The, the luxury, the luxury of a water bed in the wilderness. <laughs> And finally, it stopped raining about 10 o'clock the next morning. It just downpoured all night. And Johnny looks over at me and he goes, this is why people don't like to backpack. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet you loved it. <laughs> yeah, we had a great trip. <laughs> well, and, you know, that's the thing. You know, you've got to, you know, you've got to be able to embrace the suck a little bit uh, when you're out there because, you know, it doesn't always, it doesn't always go right. It, it's just, you know, no. some things, sometimes it just goes wrong. And, and, you know, you're out there because you love to be out in nature, but, you know, Mother Nature doesn't really care about uh, your, uh, your trip plans. <laughs> That's right. That's or where you set, or where you set your, your bed for the night. Yeah. I think, uh, I remember uh, one of the trips that you and I had uh, gone on when we decided to hike the Bartman Trail, and I don't know for whatever reason. I know uh, we went late. Um, we got we got to the the trailhead late, and uh, we we thought there'd be water around, and and we couldn't find any water. I think we hiked. Well, that's right. I think we camped on an old like old abandoned forest road that night. 
We did. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. I think we kind of bushwhacked down the side of a mountain until we found water and ended up camping on an old logging road. So that's right. So. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it just, you know, you just, it doesn't, it just doesn't go the way you think it's going to go. What, what tarp are you using now, Brian? You know, I had a uh, Mountain Laurel Designs Trail Star tarp that I used for, oh, I don't know, maybe 10 years or something. And maybe, I don't know. I, I know I had about 650 nights on it and it was a seal nylon version. And then a year about a year and a half ago, I bought their uh, DCF version of it, which was formerly Cuban fiber, and it weighs 11 ounces, and I absolutely love it. Um, it's, I guess the only downside between the DCF and seal nylon is DCF fabric does not stretch, so you have to erect the tarp a little bit flatter to get it taut. Versus seal nylon, you you can have still you have steep walls and because the fabric stretches it, you can get it relatively taut. But uh, the DCF, you have to you have to make it a little bit flatter to get it taut, and it's still the edges are all there's always a little flap on the edges, but that's the only downside. What uh, size is it, Brian? It it is well, you know, it's a five sided tarp, and each side is seven feet long. Mine weighs 11 and a half ounces. The webpage says 12. Mine came in at 11 and a half. Versus the other seal nylon tarp I had was like 19 ounces. 19 ounces. Now that's right. a significant weight savings, but there's a significant increase in price too. But the fabric is six times stronger than seal nylon. It does not absorb water. It dries faster. I, I just, I really, really like it. Yeah, that's I think that that was the big thing with the Equinox uh, 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 tarp was that it you just couldn't get that water off right away, and uh, you know sometimes you were forced to put that in your uh, in your bag wet, and uh, you know you know increasing uh, you know the weight a little bit, especially with the uh, you know the ten by twelve or I think with ten by thirteen uh, size tarp, which we are almost forced to have now because of the two dogs and. Um, you know, Ariana and I, I both like being under the tarp at the same time. So, uh, you know, we can't go any smaller than that. So, <laughs> he's tried a few times. Well, I, I, I'll tell you, Brian, that that Equinox finally bit the dust. We were on top of Grassy Ridge, um, uh, in out in Virginia by the by the uh, by uh, uh, right before you get to Big Hump, Little Hump, and. Uh, uh, we, we were under the tarp. It was probably 50 mile per hour winds and it, it just, that tarp just ripped apart yeah. the Caribbean or the, the garment started popping off and we started tying it off with rocks and everything else. And by the next morning, it, that tarp was just, uh, it was almost in shreds. So, uh, that, well, you got like, oh my <laughs> God, for $110, I think I used it for about eight years. <laughs> <laughs> so you know we we uh we had some good we had some good times uh under uh you and i uh going out backpacking um with that tarp so so of all the places you've been uh where where is your where is your go-to place where would you tell people that it's a it's a bucket list hike for you uh, a bucket list hike. Well, some place that you just love to go well, you know, I tell you, uh, 
I've got a little different opinion about this than most people. I, I love to go out west, and uh, I've gone out west a lot. And for the last six years, I've spent the entire month of August backpacking in the Wind River Range in Wyoming. And I think the winds are my favorite place to backpack in the west. But uh, I'll tell you, day in and day out, I prefer the southern Appalachians. You know, the West has these big, majestic views, and it's just incredible. But in the Southeast and the Southern Appalachians, the beauty sometimes is in the detail. Mm -hmm. And to me, the energy is just more peaceful in the Southern Appalachians. I've heard it described by someone one time that kind of nailed it. The Southern Appalachians kind of invite you in, and the Rockies dare you to come in. So it's a, it was a good analogy. So. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Do you still do you still use the tarp out west? Oh yes, yes. Now, you know, I've got a little bug net I hang under my tarp when I think the mosquitoes are going to be bad. Uh, it's a Sea to Summit bug net. I think it weighs about four ounces or, or a little less. You know, and I almost never use it in the Southern Appalachians. Now, sometimes in midsummer, I might take it so I can read with my headlamp and not be attacked by moths. <laughs> but, uh, but out West, I always take it out West, you know, uh, you, particularly in the winds and places you get into these, all these lakes and bogs and mosquitoes can just be horrendous out there, particularly from about, you know, June, uh, maybe the middle of June or something to like the middle of August, the, the mosquitoes could be terrible. Yeah, so I'm kind of I I still go back and forth on whether I would sleep under a tarp um, in some of the spots in Arizona. Um, I know when we were down in the Grand Canyon, I don't even know if I could have pitched the tarp. Those campsites are so small um, in some of the areas that they want you to to camp um, in. Um, so I'm wondering if you've ever had to ditch the tarp for you know for a tent because you you know you're forced to camp in a smaller area well i haven't to date uh, i had a trip planned to utah right now I'm oh. to be in utah. Uh, i was going to leave the middle of march and we had a trip planned i had a trip planned with katherine gregory you, you may know her she's mm -hmm. a youtuber yep katherine and i did a trip in winter range last august and had a great time so we were permitted to do a six-day backpacking trip in Canyonlands National Park. Then we were going to go do something in the Escalante staircase area. We were going to do a seven-day trip. Canyonlands uh, canceled. They, they closed the park. They canceled our trip and also informed us that all of the counties in southern Utah were closed to visitors, all visitor services, motels, restaurants, campgrounds, and even backpacking were closed, and it was a misdemeanor with a heavy fine. Uh, so we we canceled that trip. We're thinking about trying to go sometime in May if it's not too hot and if things reopen. We'll see. But, you know, I was going to take my tarp, uh, and, and, yeah, I had some concerns about it, but I was going to take it and, and just assume that I could figure out some way to, to pitch it uh, even if I couldn't, you know, if we were camping on Slick Rock and I couldn't get a stake in the ground, I'd already decided I was just going to 
you know, tied off with rocks and support it that way. Right. But, uh, you know, I wasn't going to worry about it. I was just going to figure it out. I mean, you know, unless it's raining, I mean, you can sleep out there. It's no big deal. You can cow- cowboy camp there, I would think, without any kind of problems. Uh, right. You know, well, with all the mile, yeah, with all the mileage behind you, you, you of all people can uh, resource in the moment how to make it work. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've, I've seen, I've seen your moves out there. <laughs> I know you've got it. <laughs> well, I'll figure something out. So. Well, I think that's kind of like the model of backpacking. Sometimes it's just you know you you can give all the advice and all the you you can talk about it and and oh, this is the gear and this is what you do. And, you know, oh, everyone's got an opinion. But at the end of the day, you're probably at some point in time where you're going to have to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly right. I mean, there's no substitute for experience and knowledge. So. Right, absolutely. So um, we are, Ariana and I were talking and kind of reminiscing about some of the, uh, the great moments we had uh, with uh, the Brian DeLay backpacking adventure and one of the things we remember was that we went backpacking and it was your birthday and we had a group of people and we were all sitting around the campfire i think it was in big south fork and lo and behold when we talk about trust the trail you know we always say the trail always provides for you somehow some way it gives you everything that you you need out there if you're if you're looking hard enough (laughs) and uh we, we found a dessert for your birthday, but we didn't have a birthday candle. And lo and behold, Ariane had birthday candles in her backpack. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Who <laughs> carries birthday candles in their backpack? <laughs> <laughs> and we all kind of looked at Ariane like, you have what? <laughs> well, the story loses its um um. So somebody would think that I would have already known it was your birthday, but I didn't. I learned at the campsite that it was your birthday, and I recalled that I had packed a birthday candle <laughs> of Just all things. <laughs> Right. Um, in my ignorance, uh, uh, I, it was, I did really sort through my backpack very well back then. And, uh, I used to use it as a fire kindling, uh, you know, one of those, you know, one of those like really good tricks of the outdoors. Try this. You have it at home. And it just so happened that I had used my last birthday candle on you. It was good times. <laughs> I don't carry them anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was a good little trip. That, that, yeah. was, a, that was a very, very fun trip. So. Well, one of my favorite ones, Brian, was when you and I decided to go out and explore the southern part of the Trey Mountain Wilderness. And yeah. it, it poured rain the whole weekend but not only did it pour weekend we we drove up trey mountain road on the other side and we we parked the truck we parked my truck literally on the side of the forest road just just stopped just just stopped pulled pulled over and we came up with the idea that if we go back around we were only one ridge away from the truck and you and I would bushwhack and find our way up over this ridge and hike right back to the truck. Um, but we, what we didn't know, we were about two and a half ridges away. 
and we we spent the whole weekend looking for trails that we don't think exist but we had found this old map or we had some sort of map that had some sort of trail system and we would walk for i don't know we'd hike for a couple hours and the trail would just end and then we would have to yeah. turn around and go back and then by the time we were done we we had we had found our way back to the car and your car and then we just hiked down to this really beautiful grassy area where it just poured rain the whole rest of the day and night uh, i think that was probably one of the wettest trips we had ever been on oh yeah it was it was a very wet trip uh, <laughs> you know uh I think I was using a eight by ten seal nylon tarp or ten by twelve seal nylon tarp like yours at that time, and I remember we erected them so that they were open facing each other, and that was one of those times I was glad we were using tarps because had we been in a little small tent for hours on the end, it would have just been no fun. <laughs> you you and I drew guidelines in the tarp and we're drying our clothes. <laughs> Yeah, right. we, we had a clothesline under the tarp. Sounds like you kind of moved into the mountains there. <laughs> oh, yeah. It looked like we had been there for a while. Well, it also sounds like that's how you get your mileage in. That's where those large mileage numbers, you just backtrack on trails all day long. <laughs> that's right. I just go back and forth on the trails. <laughs> I didn't say there were unique miles. Right. <laughs> That is true. You never, you never claimed that. Look, I, you know, you've been doing this for a long time. Do you, do you remember what got you into it and how that, that this love for backpacking and going out there kind of like stirred for you? You know, it was, I'm telling you, uh, I had a friend that, uh, talked me into joining Boy Scout Troop when I was living in Chattanooga, Tennessee at 12 years old. And we had a uh, scoutmaster who was a, a retired Marine, 21-year retired Marine. And uh, he was just a great guy. He grew up on a farm. He knew so much about the outdoors. And he would take us backpacking. And I, I just, I don't know, I just fell in love with it then. I, I just mm. had a blast. Like, man, this is it, it grabbed a hold of me and wouldn't let go. So it sounds like it's still that way today. And not only have yeah. you been, not only have you been doing it, but uh, you know, your son, Nathan has been doing it. How long has he been backpacking now? Uh, you know, he has uh, been backpacking with me since he was five years old. So uh, he's now 36. So. Wow. And he's still, and he's still going out there. Yes, he is. He is. He's still, in fact, we just did a little backpacking trip together last weekend. So. Well, that's awesome. Well, Brian, thanks a lot for coming in. So if people, one thing you got to know about Brian and, and um, you know, I think Brian is probably one of those guys that has more experience in backpacking than most people that tell you how much experience they have backpacking. <laughs> and, um, Brian has got one of the best YouTube channels around. Brian, how can they? How can people find you if they want to watch your videos or or get to know get to know your uh, experience a little bit better? Well, my YouTube channel is just my name, Brian B R Y A N Delay D E Capital L A Y Brian Delay. And your YouTube channel 
is really the beautiful part of your YouTube channel is that you show the beauty of the trail. You don't sit there and talk about all the gear you're gonna use right before you hike the trail. You actually show people the trail and it's some of the most informative trail information as far as how to get there, what to do when you're there, how to, you know, what the trail is, what the weather's like. And, you know, if people want to watch how to set up a campsite, um, you know, you've got some uh, bear bag how-tos on your video and, or on your uh, channel. And quite frankly, that's one of the reasons why, you know, um, we love watching your video so much because it's actually about the experience on the trail. Well, you know, thank you, Scott. I have not done many gear reviews. I, I, I just can't get excited about doing gear reviews. My whole approach has been just to show the look and feel of the trail, you know, so that somebody can look at the trail and go, man, I might like to do that, or, you know, I don't want to do that, or that looks interesting. So that, that has been my entire approach. And, you know, I enjoy taking the videos, and strangely enough, I enjoy editing the videos. So. That is strange. <laughs> because that's the hardest work of it all. <laughs> it is. And editing is time consuming. So. Yeah. Well, Brian, thanks for coming in. We we really appreciate it. Um uh been trying to get you on the podcast for a while and I think you're just the best. And I know early on when you and I first met, um, you know, I I really thought I had you know, a lot of backpacking experience after, you know, hiking the AT and, and all that stuff. But, um, you know, uh, after I met you, I really did. I'm like, what the heck is this tarp thing? And uh, you had shown me a really, a lot of, uh, really a lot of cool experiences about, you know, hiking and backpacking and just connecting with nature that I, and this was after hiking the AT and I did sleep in the tent the whole time. And uh, if I ever do it again, I'll, I, I would, I would bring a tarp in a minute. I think he's trying to say thank you. I am trying to say thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <Scott. laughs> oh, thanks so much for coming in. Like seriously, it's it's been a joy. Uh, and we got to get you out on that. Well, we got to get us out on that trail with you soon enough. Yeah. Yeah, I want to take you down to the Grand Canyon for sure, Brian. That that is an epic uh, trip, and you would absolutely uh, you'd absolutely love it. So. Um, if you guys want to go check out Brian's uh, YouTube channel, it's Brian Delay. Um, you can uh, search for him on uh, YouTube. It's uh, go ahead and spell your name one more time, Brian, so people can sure. get it. Brian with a Y, B R Y A N, and Delay D E capital L A Y. Brian and Delay. Go check out his uh, channel. Uh, there's some really good stuff. So thanks, Brian, and uh, we will talk to you later. And happy trails, man. Be safe out there. All right. Thank you, Scott. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye. You guys, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. If you enjoy this podcast, please post a comment or a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcatchers. It really helps spread the word about our podcast. Shout out to our lovely and amazing Facebook members who have been posting some awesome photographs of their uh, daily hikes, their little nature getaways uh, during this quarantine period. So that is really, uh, we're really loving that and seeing people still trying to get outside the best they can and uh, practice social distancing at the same time uh, and of course special thank you uh, really appreciate to our patreon members who really help support our podcast ted jones dave boyer 
John Phillips, Rick Hornick, Jerry Burstein, Shirley Nutt, Jerry Brucia, Suzanne Johnson, Brad Wolf, Helene, Mike Pollitt, Jacqueline, Danny Bowen, Jack Masters, Amy Tappendorf, Jeff Nyman, Kathy Kinnison, Bob Elser, and Matthew Creecraft. Patreon is a secure platform that lets you support your favorite podcast. All you have to do is create an account and go to Trust the Trail Podcast. And as low as $2 a month, get special benefits for exclusive content. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the big ones or any of your favorite podcasters. If we aren't on one that you listen to, please let us know. We will make sure. We will demand that we get on that one. Demand it. (laughs) <laughs> I think we're on most of them anyway. You can also follow us on Instagram, Trust the Trail, and Trust the Trail Facebook page. So remember, the trail does give you everything you need. It certainly has given Brian, after 30 years of backpacking um, in the wilderness and national forests and national parks, um, it has definitely given him everything he needs, and he is still going. So remember. Trust the trail, you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.